Part 2, Chapter 4, Section 66 of The Life of Jesus Critically Examined by David Friedrich Strauss, translated by George Eliot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 2, History of the Public Life of Jesus. Chapter 4, Jesus as the Messiah. Section 66, Data for the Pure Spirituality of the Messianic Plan of Jesus. Balance. Nowhere in our evangelical narratives is there a trace of Jesus having sought to form a political party. On the contrary, he withdraws from the eagerness of the people to make him a king. John chapter 6 verse 15. He declares that the messianic kingdom comes not with observation, but is to be sought for in the recesses of the soul. Luke chapter 17 verse 20 and following. It is his principle to unite obedience to God with obedience to temporal authority, even with heathen. Matthew chapter 22, verse 21. On his solemn entry into the capital, he chooses to ride the animal of peace, and afterwards escapes from the multitude, instead of using their excitement for the purposes of his ambition. Lastly, he maintains before his judge that his kingdom is not, from hence, is not of this world. John chapter 16, verse 36. And we have no reason, in this instance, to question either his or the evangelist's veracity. Thus, we have a series of indications to counterbalance those detailed in the preceding section. The adversaries of Christianity have held exclusively to the arguments for a political, or rather, a revolutionary project on the part of Jesus, while the orthodox theologians adhere to those only which tell for the pure spirituality of his plan, and each party has labored to invalidate, by hermeneutical skill, the passages unfavorable to its theory. It has of late been acknowledged that both are equally partial, and that there is need of arbitration between them. This has been attempted, chiefly, by supposing an earlier and a later form of the plan of Jesus. Although, it has been said, the moral improvement and religious elevation of his people were from the first the primary object of Jesus, he nevertheless, in the beginning of his public life, cherished the hope of reviving, by means of this internal regeneration, the external glories of the theocracy, when he should be acknowledged by his nation as the Messiah, and thereby be constituted the supreme authority in the state. But in the disappointment of this hope, he recognized the divine rejection of every political element in his plan, and thenceforth refined it into pure spirituality. It is held to be a presumption in favor of such a change in the plan of Jesus, that there is a gladness diffused over his first appearance, which gives place to melancholy in the latter period of his ministry, that instead of the acceptable year of the Lord, announced in his initiative address at Nazareth, sorrow is the burthen of his later discourses, and he explicitly says of Jerusalem, that he had attempted to save it, but that now its fall, both religious and political, was inevitable. 
as however the evangelists do not keep the events and discourses proper to these distinct periods within their respective limits but happen to give the two most important data for the imputation of a political design to jesus namely the promise of the twelve thrones and the public entrance into the capital near the close of his life we must attribute to these writers a chronological confusion as in the case of the relation which the views of jesus bore to the messianic idea in general unless as an alternative it be conceivable that jesus uttered during the same period the declarations which seem to indicate and those which disclaim a political design this in our apprehension is not inconceivable for jesus might anticipate a cathesis thy ep e thronus for himself and his disciples not regarding the means of its attainment as a political revolution but as a revolution to be effected by the immediate interposition of god that such was his view may be inferred from his placing that judiciary appearance of his disciples in the palagenesia for this was not a political revolution any more than a spiritual regeneration it was a resurrection of the dead which god was to effect through the agency of the messiah and which was to usher in the messianic times jesus certainly expected to restore the throne of david and with his disciples to govern a liberated people in no degree however did he rest his hopes on the sword of human adherence luke chapter twenty two verse thirty eight matthew chapter twenty six verse fifty two but on the legions of angels which his heavenly father could send him matthew chapter twenty six verse fifty three wherever he speaks of coming in his messianic glory he depicts himself surrounded by angels and heavenly powers matthew chapter twenty six verse twenty seven chapter twenty four verse thirty and following chapter twenty five verse thirty one john chapter one verse fifty two before the majesty of the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven all nations are to bow without the coercion of the sword and at the sound of the angel's trumpet are to present themselves with the awakened dead before the judgment seat of the messiah and his twelve apostles all this jesus would not bring to pass of his own will but he waited for a signal from his heavenly father who alone knew of the appropriate time for this catastrophe mark chapter thirteen verse thirty two and he apparently was not disconcerted when his end approached without his having received the expected intimation they who shrink from this view merely because they conceive that it makes jesus an enthusiast will do well to reflect how closely such hopes corresponded with the long-cherished messianic idea of the jews and how easily in that day of supernaturalism and in a nation segregated by the peculiarities of its faith an idea in itself extravagant if only it were consistent and had in some of its aspects truth and dignity might allure even a reasonable man beneath its influence 
with respect to that which awaits the righteous after judgment everlasting life in the kingdom of the father it is true that jesus in accordance with jewish notions compares it to a feast matthew chapter eight verse eleven chapter twenty two verse two and following at which he hopes himself to taste the fruit of the vine matthew chapter twenty six verse twenty nine and to celebrate the passover luke chapter twenty two verse sixteen but his declaration that in the ion melon the organic relation between the sexes will cease and men will be like the angels luke chapter twenty verse thirty five and following seems more or less to reduce the above discourses to a merely symbolical significance thus we conclude that the messianic hope of jesus was not political nor even merely earthly for he referred its fulfilment to supernatural means and to a supermundane theatre the regenerated earth as little was it a purely spiritual hope in the modern sense of the term for it included important and unprecedented changes in the external condition of things but it was the national theocratic hope spiritualized and ennobled by his own peculiar moral and religious views end of section sixty six